I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right, do you know what's something that's took me took me this week? I seen a little viral tweet that's gone round. It's about the GC on gay Twitter. You know, you know, Billy's obsessed with gay Twitter. Everybody. Let me in your gang. <laughs> Want to be in my gang, my gang, my gang. <laughs> Go on. What did you say? Hang on, isn't that like a bit of a... We can't sing that, can we? Why? Like, fucking edit that out. It's fucking nonce track. Is it? Yeah, it's nonce propaganda. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, Gary fucking Glitter. Oh, right. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. Ow. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast, we announce the winner of our meet and greet competition with Drag Race UK stars and Glitter Bomb Club. Danny's divulging on demonic dogs. And Billy's got fan mail. Woo! Just doing your emails there, love. Hon, I am, um, I've just had an update from my Gordon, gorgeous Gordon. I know he's listening. Hi, babes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sweet. I'm feeling sweet. Honestly, I w- I've just worked out. I've got like two Saturdays free in the year. But I'm blessed. I, I, I don't want to brag, but it, I, 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 it's full of, I'm full of emotions. Really? Babe, I've had a year out and the right. thought of, of getting straight back stuck in with Choco Weekends from the end of May to fucking the end of December is filling me with... Is it daunting? Is it... Look, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous daunting. to get back to work. Darling. <laughs> it's, it's... I don't know what that was. That was like me I was having a stroke. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's daunting. It's exciting. It's... I'll never take it for granted again. I feel like I'm going to not have to touch any alcohol because I'm, I'm a teary drunk as it is. So if, oh, I, have two, right, if yeah. I have two drinks, that's it. I'll be on stage. I love you all so much. It's just so much that... if I come and chuck. I don't know why I turn into Silla <laughs> Black when I've had a drink as well. But Do you think that'll happen on the first shows, but do you think you'll get emotional? Not from the drink, I mean, just from being back on the cabaret stage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's already making me emotional. I'm... I'm honestly just gearing myself up to go. I'm smashing it in the gym. I'm yeah. getting myself a bit fitter. I know I say all the time, but you know, I don't want to be back on stage like grunting and like <laughs> like a yeah. little fucking pug in a wig. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to smash it. I want to smash the arse out of it. I want people to say, whoa, that is a good act. Good. You are I'm, a good act. I'm, I'm, cheers, honey. I'm a class act as well. Yeah. I'm not going to say the word cunt this week. <laughs> I had a PT session with Sam today and we were just chatting about things over, um, you know, since he started on the podcast and stuff as 
as live producer. And mm. he was like, do you remember that first when I used to try and make you not say the word? He said, I gave up very quickly. Do you know what? It's because she say it that much. It's a note. But, but, but you know who says it a lot? My mum. Really? Does yeah. she listen? She still listen? No, she doesn't listen to this shine. But <laughs> she says cunt a lot, is what I'm saying. So it's like oh, second nature in it. my house. It's just, right, so it's, it's, not, it's not as powerful. Right, okay. So I say it is in place of like, bloody hell. Right. I'd like to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like, cunt in her. Right. Did, I've got to stop saying it but anyway. But did you say it in high school? Because if you say that word in high school, you would probably in my school get suspended. Would ya? Oh, over I don't... a word, over a bit of language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Do you know what? I I was only suspended from my first. I don't know why I've gotten this, but I was only suspended from my first school when I was getting in fights all the time because everyone was picking on me, and then I was oh, like, "Yeah, I'm not having this." And every now and again, I'd snap and get in lash a fight, out. and I'd lash out. Would you go crazy? Paint the walls. Babe, I, honestly, <laughs> I'll never forget chasing this guy one day. I was sick of being bullied by this one guy in my first secondary school. And I thought, I'm going to fucking smash his face in. And I went all around the playground looking for him. And I was I think his name was Dominic or something. And I, right. I went, you! And I just dived on the bastard and rolled down, rolled down a hill. And at the bottom was like these concrete, like... Slabs. Yeah, and I remember thinking in my mind, I'm going to smash his face on them. Did you? No, we did a fuck. <laughs> I couldn't fucking fight for shit. Right. I was like, oh, you, stop bullying me. And he was like, and I was like, ah, <laughs> you cunt, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but the intent was there. Right, I'm with you. Know you know what I mean? When yeah. bullied kids snap, it's not pretty. No. They do like a carry thing, you know, on that film, carry where she like pours blood on her or whatever. I don't know She what was bullied, I think. She? Yeah. And she pours pit blood on her. Wow, I've never seen it, but producer lives in the room today and she's nodding like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nuts. <gasps> I got back to normality this week. Finally went out, well, finally went out for food. <laughs> <laughs> I got back to normality this week. I went and over-ordered at a restaurant. Yeah, it was, it was so nice to be out and about. I did feel a bit weird walking down Canal Street. I did because I oh, did... Oh, did you go? Yeah, because I told Dan the other week, I was like, I'm nervous to go in case they're like... Oh God! Lockdowns hit her hard. Do you know what I mean? You were she comes bouncing to be seen down in public. Yeah, they followed that bouncy bar. <laughs> Babe, no one's gonna say that. No one's even that bothered. But no one gives. A yeah, shit. I was a bit nervous, but I did go. Um, I spoke to some venues there, which is all very exciting. So I mean, you're also getting booked and blessed. I hate the word booked and blessed because I just whenever <laughs> I blessed, I think jesus freaks and i think Ooh. right do you know what i mean not for me honey no, yeah but you're the first one who told me that saying actually but i'm blessed oh, not surprised she loves to brag tell, <laughs> tell me a drag queen that isn't delusional and thinks they're fucking better than the world the world but talking of normality my life just isn't isn't getting back to it yeah i just i, I just I, I know i moaned on the pod the other week about the job i just can't wait to back in now. Right. It's like the long and winding road to saying, Ciao, adios. What's that song? Ciao, Ciao. adios, I'm done. That was what I was trying to say, but I couldn't remember the rhythm. Yeah. So Ciao, like, adios. Adios. I'm Ciao, done. adios, I'm done. I don't know why we're doing it like GCSE drama. Like, Ciao, <laughs> adios. Adios, adios, adios. I'm done, 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 done. But that's what I'll be doing when I leave. I might actually give my notice in uh, rather than written. I might do it like an interpretive dance as to why I'm leaving. Send them a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Head foot, explosion, explosion, explosion. Call me when you want, call me when you need. 
just send them this podcast. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so when so when do you think you're going? What's what's the sitch? Or do you well, not listen, know? From the end of May, I've got my paper diary in front of me. I need to move over to an electrical one. I was going to say, it's very old school on your paper hardback diary. But I have like a year, what do you call it? A year to view. Yeah. So we open it up. I get my acting agent puts shit in. My booking agent puts shit in. And then I just look at my year to view and I can know. Because right. I deal with all my little venues myself. Because mm-hmm. I will—I genuinely believe that no matter where my career goes, whatever I do, I'll always be at at least once. Why are you looking at me like that? You're thinking, no, you won't. <laughs> because I know for a fact you won't. <laughs> I will. I love being in my little queer spaces. No, I know you'll do them. Two but... brewers in Clapham, Vauxhall Tavern, Sundowners in Margate. There's loads of loads of venues that I love yeah. here on Canal Street. I'm not saying you won't do Cardiff. them. Cardiff. I'm not saying you won't do them. I'll still rock up to these gigs, mate. When I, even when I'm like Lady Gaga famous, because it's going to happen. <laughs> I seen someone when I was 16 in the street, a homeless woman, and she just looked at me and she went, famous! And I think she was saying famous. And I, I knew, I knew from that moment that that was my life destined. So I'll still Wait, be back at true? the two brewers. Is that true? That's no, but it was good for the pod, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> so I'm just listen. I'm on a high. The tide is high, and I'm holding on. Speaking of high, so it was four twenty last week. Mm-hmm. Did you celebrate? Babe, you know I don't do nout illegal these days. That them days are behind me. But yes, I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I was chill. I, I was chill. I don't know what it is. Why do they have a day for f- to smoke weed every day? Smoke weed every day. You know what? A lot of places around the world, it's legal. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's... I think the problem is with anything that is illegal, people do abuse it. And... It's, but even with legal it, stuff, people abuse that as well. Of course, but it, it's not as regulated and controlled. What right. you're seeing California and Canada is dispensaries, and you get you know what you're taking, you know what the percentage of THC is, or indica strain, or no THC, and pure CBD. You know a lot for somebody who doesn't do it that often. Well, I went to Amsterdam <laughs> once. Do you not remember? <laughs> and you know what I mean? For, for Being real with you, for someone like me who was... For now, near in two years. For two years, I've been prescribed tramadol. That's an opioid. I don't want to take that for my pain. If I can eat a brownie from a girl around the corner who's got a little hustle and my pain goes away and I have the best night's sleep of my life, then I'm going to eat that brownie. Jokes aside, it's been a mad, mad week because we've had Watters Cunt face charged for the murder. About time. Of George Floyd. Yeah. Black lives finally matter to someone somewhere yeah. in America. Which and it's I, nice to see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I, we're not going to get into it too much, but I am hoping that this is a step in the right direction. A catalyst for more justice. Agreed, yeah. What about Breonna Taylor? What about all the other people who justice still hasn't been served? Yeah. This is a very small drop in the ocean, but I saw a really gorgeous post this week of George Floyd's daughter, and she's, she's like, Daddy changed the world. Yeah. I don't know where she's from, but... Anyway, that was my impression of her. And it was it was humbling, endearing, and I thought, you know what, your dad did change the world, babe, and I, and I wish you the I wish you the best because it's what an awful, awful thing to happen to anyone. Yeah. And you know what? We we're supporters of Black Lives Matter. We know this on this podcast. We don't need to hammer it home. But 
you know, Black Lives Matter wasn't just a movement in lockdown. It's it's a way of life and people still need to continually support black businesses, support black artists, share them, like them, follow them and bring up our friends of all cultures and all colours and all creeds. End of. The Gossip Gaze. We've got a different setup today, actually. Well, I was just thinking... <laughs> Just for the um, just for the, um, the, the super the listeners, the BTS goss. What's that behind the scenes goss? Yeah, we sat at your dining table. We've not done this before. I feel a bit, I feel a bit. I don't know. I'm looking we're, into your eyes. It's like we're on set radio. Yeah, it's like we're on radio. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And coming up next, Yorkshire on FM. Day FM. Oh, Yorkshire FM. Yorkshire. Is that yeah. a real thing? No, it's called Radio Air. Oh, it was. When I was growing up, we had like Radio City, and then we had Juice FM for a bit in Liverpool. Juice sounds Cattle. tacky. Capital bought it and got rid, but Weird. it was not tacky. It was the more music station. There was no adverts. You could guarantee you turn that station on at any time of the day. And here, you gotta show me love. <laughs> right. you'd be like, okay. it's two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, but I want to drop a pill. You know right. what I mean? It was, yeah. it was that. See, we had Galaxy FM and then Capital took that over. Galaxy was cool. I think Capital bought all the, like, yeah. the, the local stuff and tried to just... Give us all it's capitalism for you, darling. Woo! That was a clever joke. Shame it wasn't funny. I'm joking, darling. Should we move on? Yeah, so we've got a bit more drag race drama. What? To hit. Basically, what has gone on? An article has been circulating around the internet. It's from Vice.com. We it's... love a bit of Vice on here. Although, did you know it was? It seems really left-wing, but it's kind of owned by some PR right-wing... Oh, really? Tory Right, team. well, we will But anyway, we, we digress. digress. Shantae, you pay inside the heavy financial burden of going on Drag Race. Now, we know, as viewers of the show, that you need to spend a bit of money sometimes. Well... We saw it this year, though, with RuPaul being like, you know, you're local, you're not local anymore, and all this local girl insult. And, yeah. You know, let's be real. There's people like Valentina who've gotten on the show and have bought their way to the top. Like, drag is expensive. Like, I've just done a project last week, as people know. I spent £1,000 on, on a look. Yeah. A thousand pounds of, the, you know, the fee that you get at the end. So every time you do something... You've got to spend money to look good. So if you've got, you, how many runways have they got? Ten runways plus they'll have to get looks together for the mini challenges. Yeah. If you, if you wigs as well. Wigs, wigs. on top, yeah. shoes, tights, padding, corsetry. I think by the time you've finished doing drag race, if you've not spent ten, fifteen grand, that was just my heart monitor flatlining <laughs> at the thought. <laughs> If you've not spent 10, 15 grand, yeah. you know, you've done well. Well, I'm just looking at this article now, and they say that the contestants spend anywhere between £4,000 at the very low end, upwards to £20,000. Where now, did they get that information from? Because I'm telling you, Bagger, when she went on season one, spent about 50 quid, let's be real. <laughs> but you can get through on personality and I take me hat off to me sister, but not everyone spends that. Come off. You're telling me fucking vinegar stroke spent forty grand. This no, four thousand th- this is dollars, sorry, and this is just just oh, the forty? No, sorry, four thousand pounds. Is that it? Four thousand dollars, sorry, and twenty thousand pounds upwards on the higher end. Now, Bob the Drag Queen, who is a friend of the show. Um, they said <laughs> not that, a friend of you. They said that they realistically spent about £3,000 the first time that they went on the show. 
Wow. And they did That's win it. That's cheap. That is cheap. And they said if they did go back, <laughs> they would be probably spending between twenty and £40,000 if they did ever go back on the but, show. But I think when you get to All Stars and things, I think they do start giving you a bit of subs. Oh, but, so they do give you a bit of money for it? Rumour has it. Right. That they do. I don't understand how they expect, as the as Dragley's evolving and the one... Um, and as the seasons go ahead and they have the so-called local girls going on to the stage, how do they expect them to afford it? Well, I think we're also speaking to some of the UK queens, I think they do give you a little bit of money per episode you're in it, but it's nowhere Can't near. Can't be much. It's, it's in the hundreds, not yeah. thousands. Yeah, per, of course. But, but it's something towards it. And you know what? You're right. The, it, it drag costs a lot, but... You earn that back. They're going to yep. earn that. Yes, it sounds extortionate, but you, you you know, when there's not a pandemic on, you're earning that back in your first month. Yeah. You really are. These girls go from earning £150 a night to grands. Yeah. From just being on the show. And I think the reality is it's a platform that propels you to, to a worldwide career. It takes people that no one's ever heard of and makes them into reality TV stars that then can sell merch with the face on, do YouTubes and get monetized money off YouTubes, yeah. do live shows and tours where they're paid a thousand, two thousand, whatever, whoever they are, depending, a night. Like, the the business in drag is massive. I think the flip side to this is drag's expensive. Yeah. Think about the girls that have not had an opportunity to be on television. Think about the kings. Think about the bio queens. Think about all the other acts that haven't had this opportunity of a lifetime. They still have to spend the same money and they don't earn the same money. So if you take anything from this kind of article, read it and think, Joe, you know what? I'm going to go and book a local drag night and support a local act. Because that's what I do. It's not the only hot drag race tea that there is this week. Rumour has it, Tamisha Amman. Yeah. From season 13. The one who is going to spill all this tea once the contract ends. That one. Well, do you know, what a stupid bitch for saying it before the contract's end. Because you're going to have about 10 or 15 lawyers waiting outside your house to be like, what? what's this tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your contract's never ending. You know what I mean? Whatever. But anywho, I do like Tamisha Aman. And Same. She, she's lovely, actually. She's lovely. Yeah. So what does Tamisha Aman, Ellie Diamond, and Tia Coffee have in common? Um... They're all cheap because they're all starring <laughs> in Panto. <laughs> I'm joking. And they're going on a UK tour hitting what? about 55 million cities. Of, they're doing Rapunzel. What an odd choice of mix of queens there, do you not think? I think I think for the company that it is, I think they've, they've took a risk. They've booked some big names and I think they're doing something different for the drag fans. Yeah. Um, you know, as we've just been speaking about, you know, they're making their money. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're going to be earning a packet to do this and especially if you're flying people in from America to do it I just think it's exciting to see other things with the drag race girls and guys in other than just drag gig drag 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 gig because we can do so much more the, you know I think most drag queens who's worth a penny you know are performers all around Get them on stage. Get them doing Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Right. I, I think it's funny when you put an American in, in a in a show anyway, like something like that's so British, 
culturally British, like a panto, because they've not got a fucking clue what's going on. Right, okay. When I did the UK tour with Austin Armacost, it took him about six weeks and a day to get what was going on. The show was only four weeks long. (laughs) They just don't have the same... Like, jokes aside, actually, Austin was great and he did get it, but it it takes a minute for the Americans to get it. I think it's. I, I'm, I think we should go and see this. Oh, I will go and see it. I Absolutely. Think it's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be something. It starts off in Grimsby. We're just having a lot now. So yeah. So we start off at Grimsby. Bloody it yeah, hits Seven Oaks. Have, have you been to Grimsby? I've not been to Grimsby, but I did live with a lesbian from Grimsby in Shit uni. And well, I shouldn't say lesbian because she's got a she's got a fella now. So whatever she is, pan by. Good luck to her. Um, she's called Meg if you're listening Meg I love you loads and <laughs> one thing I know about Grimsby is it's fucking grim it's horrible have you been? yeah I once went to go meet a boy there I think like when I was younger rocked all up all the way to Grimsby for some dick rocked up on the coach It was a, a coach? F- I got a coach so there you must have stunk <laughs> when you got there fucking coach for some it was, dick it was horrible god that's back in the day a lads lads and all that before grinders remember I never went on lads lads what was the other one? Gay lads. Gaydar as well. Eight, out, outdoor lads. There was loads. Outdoor lads? Oh, that was full of... Outdoor lads is that group that go hiking. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I thought outdoor... Oh, okay, I'm getting confused with another lads thing. <laughs> I was on about 10 of them, me, chatting to about 50-year-old men. <laughs> but anyway, it's going to loads of fucking places. Yeah. Check it out. It's coming to a city near you. The Gossip Gaze. So last week's show... Clearly touched a few people to get in touch with us, which we are grateful for all the time and we read everything, so keep getting in touch. Yeah, and thank we love you. It. Thank you, because there is sometimes things we can't air. We are making an entertainment show, mm-hmm. okay? Michael Dodd but from Newcastle, who sent me his <laughs> penis this week with a hat on. <laughs> uh, I joke, there was no penis with a hat on. But we had a letter this week that, well, it touched me. Yeah. So I'm going to read it, yeah. It says, Hi, Danny and Billy. First of all, I absolutely love your podcast. You're hilarious, informative and entertaining. And I've been wanting to message you guys for a while. After I listened to your latest episode yesterday, I thought now is the perfect time to get in touch with you. In October 2020, I was diagnosed with anorexia and depression, and I'm still very much in the midst of treatment for both, and I have a long way to go before I can say I've recovered. As someone who's currently suffering from the disease, I want to tell you that it is extremely complicated, and you two talking about your weight and food can sometimes be triggering, and sometimes be refreshing to hear. I say triggering for me because a lot of people in my position, literally any mention of food or body weight can send your mind into a bit of a spin. But on the other hand, I've also loved it when you guys have talked about your bodies because you do it in a way that's irreverent and not in a panicked or a serious way. I would say it's not a bad or a good thing that you talk about your weight on the podcast, but one thing is for sure, I absolutely love your podcast and I wouldn't want you guys to change or censor yourselves. I don't want to sound dramatic, but I'm being completely honest when I say your episodes have pulled me out of some extremely dark and potentially dangerous thoughts and moods. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep up the fabulous work. <laughs> I got a little shiver How nice. I got How nice shiver. is that? So thank you for sending that in and... We're sending lots of love to you. We're sending loads of love. And you know what? I asked out loud last week, like, God, it was it was the subject we were talking about. I was thinking, actually, we always, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. And and, and then I was like, should, should we even put this in the show? And then I was second guessing that. And then I was like, do you know what? No, because I do think a big part of 
us as a whole, as a society of moving forward, is to be able to say, actually, maybe I shouldn't have done that, or maybe I shouldn't have acted like that, maybe I shouldn't have said that. We see so many people online say racist things or hurtful things, and then instead of saying, I'm sorry, I didn't realise, or I'm sorry, or just, I'm sorry, full stop. Yeah. People get defensive and move on. And I feel like if we can do it on here and me and you can say, actually, we need to check ourselves with this X, Y, Z. Yeah, which we do. Which we do. Yeah. I I think other people listening can go, let's take a leaf out of that book. We're not perfect. No. And we do talk about things we probably shouldn't talk about. We probably speak about things that in five, ten years time is going to bite us on the ass. So we we just try and be real and we try and say say what we're thinking like we're not we're not the voice of fucking god or buddha or (laughs) whoever you believe in but we're we're just you know two queers doing our thing i suppose so it's nice when people one check us yeah of course and and like two tell us things like that like we it's i'm in a very loving place today so i just want to say thank you so much for that letter it meant the world we also got another letter this week this week that was not so serious, shall we say. Right. This is something that came to us on the back of your cartoon crushes chat. Right, yes, I remember So your well. little Ed, Ed and Eddie episode. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Someone's messaged us. Have they said, can this be... No, this isn't... This isn't anonymous, is it? Don't think so, no. So this is Pancake by the Pound. Woo! Pancake by the Pound says... <laughs> Please. Lol, listen to the latest episode, and I really wanted to mention that I once had a wet dream with... (gasps) Drum roll, please. The Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) Literally, those sluts tied me on my bed with handcuffs and ropes, and they wanted to have sex with me, or did. I don't (gasps) remember. To the point that I came in my dream, maybe the first time it happened, you know, or one of the first times I was like 13 or so, but come on. Couldn't have I had a Robbie Williams or someone my first time? Robbie Williams? It had to be them. (laughs) (laughs) The Powerpuff Curls. The Powerpuff Curls were sluts and tied him to the bed. Wow. So listen, this is a message to the Cock Destroyers. If you need a third person (laughs) to be a Powerpuff Girl, because they've done this... They'd recent, the, yeah, the they've recently... The, yeah, they've done Velma and Daphne. Yeah, they've, they've done, done that. They're really cool as well. They looked fab. So do Powerpuff Girls. I can be the blonde one. No. They'll what? be the two and I'll be the third one. They need sex, Bill. You can be that monkey thing that... <laughs> Jar Jar Pichu. What's it called? What's it called? Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Yeah, you can be Mojo Jojo. My head's big <laughs> my brain's small. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the back of that, both of them were Cartoon Network, I'm sure. Were they sending out some weird subliminals to... I hope not. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Right, but the, there is a lot of a lot of uh, kids' things have a lot of adult things in. Yeah. You, you, this is one for the for the old gays. 90s gays. No, older. 80s? Older. Go on, what is it? You don't know what's after 80s, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw your face go tick, 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 tick. 70s, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway... The clangers. What's that? Do you know the clangers? These little mice on the moon and like. Oh, that, yeah, I hated that. They do that, and then the people who voiced them came out years after and said they were saying things to each other like, "You, you want to bomb me?" Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got a pick up. <laughs> they were doing things like that to each other, like as in a kids' kids show. What? Yeah. You want to? You want to suck my dickies? 
<laughs> it was like doing all these weird voices, like that, that was saying rude stuff. So it could be that, right. that they were doing that in these other shows. That's really Fucked bizarre. Up. Yeah. Anyway, it took a bizarre turn, but get involved. Yeah, hit us still- up. At Gossip Days Pod on all social media. Also, we got an email if you want to write something a bit of extra long, extra special, extra spicy. Ooh, just how I like it. Gossip Days Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And you know what? We do like the serious and we do like, you know, the hard hitting stuff. Yeah. But we also love it when the Powerpuff Girls want to chain you to a bed. So keep us up. The Gossip Gays. So I've seen a thing this week on Twitter. Mm hmm. Was a tweet. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, There's quite on. a lot of them over on Twitter. Yeah, there is. And basically, it was this guy, and he was just saying, Gemma Collins was once upon a time funny, but she is not an ally. What has she done for the community? She'll do anything for a paycheck. I'm sick of people using her as a meme. She's a vulgar human being. Oh, that was a little bit of a... Um, was that a rhyme at the end? Was it? A meme. She's a vile human being. Anyway. It was... She's a being, not a being. No. <laughs> She's people using her as a meme. She's a vile human being. But she's be- a being, not a being. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's also a being, but anyway. Listen. She's the, a bimini bomb bean. Right. The, the bimini bomb point of what I'm trying to say. Go on. Is what in gay, fresh gay hell makes us hold people up as kind of allies and icons when they actually don't do fuck all for the community. It genuinely, genuinely got me thinking. I thought, you know what? Three club events have been booked to appear with her. Gemma Collins. And yep. not once has she actually turned up. Right, yeah. She doesn't even turn up to the gay clubs to be seen by her and adored by her, her fans. So I didn't understand didn't understand this tweet at first because I was like, well, what? I don't understand what he's going in on her for. But now you've just brought some clarity to that because I was like, the days hold her on a pedestal, but actually she's done nothing for us. Is that what it's saying? Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's like, hold people on pedestals that do something for your community. People bang on about LGBTQ allies. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know what? What makes an ally? Let's have a look. Taylor Swift, what's she done? Fucking loads. Don't even like Taylor Swift, but she has. She has, but do you know what? If you watch her documentary, which I watched the other week, and I weren't in, I'm not into Taylor Swift that much, but she she touches on this, and because she was silenced by her management to speak out on anything political at all, because the Dixie Chicks one year um, said something political, and people were burning their records in the street. And the saying is, don't Dixie chick yourself. So don't say anything political, just smile and nod, which was what she did for years. And then it said, and you see in this documentary, it was getting to a point where she was like, I have to speak out. But this is, even on on levels like us, like we've got a bit of a platform and I always used to think, I'm not going to say anything political. I don't want to turn people off my show. And I used to never, ever get involved in politics. Yeah. And up until the point when I called out a, a drag queen in Manchester who was spouting racist things. And I've still not to this day spoke publicly about it because I held my head above water, tried to take the higher ground and move on from it. And since that moment, black lives, pro-black lives matter, pro-black trans lives matter, trans lives matter, anti-Tory, whatever my personal political opinion is, I think if you've got a platform, you should share it. Yeah. She's not even doing that. She's not even, she's in it for herself, which is fine. Maybe she doesn't want to Dixie chick herself. Yeah. But... If she's got time to go and Dixie chicken herself with all the fucking cash, <laughs> she's got time to do something for the community. Yeah. And it got me thinking, what makes an ally? 
Well, I think what makes an ally is someone who's pro, pro us and our queer brothers and sisters. Yeah. And then people who go the extra mile. And I started looking at celebs that have done stuff. Anne Hathaway, she publicly distanced herself from the Catholic Church when her brother Michael came out as gay. Yeah. Publicly. In, and that's in America. And then I've gone through so many different celebs. Miley Cyrus. She's got the Happy Hippie Foundation. And her mission is to basically rally young people to fight injustice facing homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable people. Do you know what I mean? These people are going out the way. She's got a platform. She could do it. Yeah. What's she doing? She's going on tour with Darren Day and earning some more money. Is she? She's doing a theatre tour. Oh, wow. Which we should go to and throw... Pride flags at her. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a protest in the middle of it? Yeah. Support feel, the queers. I feel like she's not done anything at all. She's not even attended a Pride, I don't think, to be like, hiya. Do you know what I mean? I mean she's not turning up to the clubs. So yeah. should, should we as queer people be holding up people who aren't helping us out? It's a question. Um, I don't know. I think it's a difficult one. I don't... Why has Britney never done anything for the gays either? Is this what we're coming <laughs> on to? Are you trying to think about something Britney's not done? <laughs> no, it's... Um, I feel like they should say something at some point. But then ha- but then it's like, for who? Exactly. And then other communities might be like, well, exactly. what about me, what about me, what about me? Where does it stop? Where do you start and where do you stop? Well, I think you start with just summit. Yeah, All right. okay, fair and enough. I think that's the point. And I think the other point is, as queer people, we really do meme... Gemma Collins constantly. Of course. We quote her constantly. You know, she's on every Hun Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and all these Hun groups are all queer men and queer women who are on there. Yeah. You know, I just think we should be giving people a platform which in turn makes them money when they're doing something for us. And actually I thought, you know what, you banged on the money with that tweet. Fair enough, but do you think the days will stop? I don't know. I don't know. And I can't actually view her tweets either because she blocked me. Did she? Yeah. Why? Did you tweet her? I tweeted her once. I was reading James Arge. Right. You only fawn away and being like a, 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 a troll. A troll. Right, okay. It was like a bit of a laugh and she just blocked me right out of the water. Right, okay. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, I'm just like pulling your leg. <laughs> it was something about James Arge. Cocktail sausage, I think I said. Something like right, that. Right, okay. But it was just a bit of fun. Yeah. I suppose when you're getting loads of it all day. <laughs> anyway, fucking hell. Turn, the one where Danny comes out as a troll, great. God, I've said it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. I'm done. The Gossip Gaze. We've got to wrap the show up, but yeah. I've, I've wanted to speak about something for weeks, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we just haven't had the time. No. But I'm making time Go today. On. Go on, hit me. For, well, listen, there was something that I've seen, and it's all, always the juicy things come from America, don't they? But there was an ad... If you're a lesbian that's always dreamed of owning a haunted Victorian child in the body of a small dog, then Prancer (laughs) might be the chihuahua for you. Basically, it was a dog in America that hates men. In general? In general. Right, okay. He was a nuts, nuts chihuahua called Prancer, and she's been trying to make him sound palatable to potential adopters. Uh, This girl from New Jersey... um, Called the dog a thirteen-pound 
rage machine. <laughs> and she actually put the ad on Facebook. The, the ad went viral. And she literally wrote on the Facebook ad, there's not a very big market for a neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dog that looks like a gremlin. But I have to believe that there's someone out there for Prancer because I'm tired and so is my family. Every day we live in the grips of a demonic chihuahua hellscape and he has created it in our home. And honestly, the story just gets funnier. Basically, this little chihuahua was brought up not socialised by a really old lady. Right, And okay. was sent to, I think the old lady might have... Passed away. Well, yeah. I was going to say popped the clogs, but yeah, passed right. away is a bit more sensitive, isn't it? And she writes in the ad, she writes in the ad, Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater with a bacon and egg cheese stuffed in the crate with him. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known from that moment that this dog would be a problem. Right. But this is someone who's trying to rehome this dog. See, new stories like this freak me out a bit. If I ever, because I would want a little small dog and a chihuahua could be... Something that I could see myself with. I but could if, see you with a chihuahua. But if that was, if that was nipping at me and it freaked me out, if it was a man-hating chihuahua like this one is, I've got men coming through the door all, all, all the time. <laughs> and they're not just coming through the door. <laughs> but, all over your face. But how do you know? How do you know if you're getting a good dog because your dog is very well behaved? Do you know what? My little Izzy yeah. is... A dream boat, mm -hmm. little dog. But I do just think it's how, how you bring it up. She's more like a cat sometimes. She is like a cat. But a cat who wants attention. Constantly, that's the, yeah. that's the downside. So it's all how you bring them up in them first few years. Right. Because as she put in her articles, uh, sorry, her ad, that, that this, ki this kid. <laughs> this <laughs> you chihuahua. Can, you can tell how sad my life is, can't you? Come on, little hair child. <laughs> um, she put in the ad, you know, that this dog was grown up and not socialised. It's all about that. It's all them first right. few years of life, what you do. And you've got to make sure that they fit into your life. Like Izzy is an old hat at rocking up at dressing rooms and clubs and pubs and sits in the dressing rooms waiting for me. She's, she's good just, as gold, isn't she? She's She fits to my lifestyle and I've just brought her up that way. I think when you rehome a dog, you've got to be prepared for... The good, the bad and the... The good, the bagger and the ugly. <laughs> Yeah, is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> You're too bad then. But yeah, it, it is what it is. And I do think if I got another dog, I would like to rehome it. Right. But, but you've got to go meet them first. But and also, if I've seen an advert for a neurotic fucking bacon demon, and cheese eating demon, demon dog, dog yeah, no. then it, it's not going to be the one for me. The Gossip Gaze. So we're coming to the end of the show, but we are going to end on a high. Are we not? Are we? Now? Yeah. I've got no wheezing, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Of course I'm joking. It's all for the entertainment. But yeah, we are ending on a high. Because we had a competition ongoing for a few weeks. Because you sort of just threw me the devil's is that because I was all for the entertainment. What were you choking on? Your own saliva? Yeah. Are, you that, are you that excited for our competition so announcement? Jumping on, 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 <laughs> <laughs> on the bit. Um, we have run a little competition over on Instagram to win two VIP meet and greet tickets to Glitterbomb in the Park on June the 25th. It's in Maidstone in Kent. Yes. Bimini Wamboolash. Woo! You've Lawrence Cheney. You've got Danny Beard. You've got something wrong. You've got oh, bad the other way round now. It's the other way round now. It's the other way round now. So it's... Something one because she's a, she's much more famous than me and then me remember right okay yeah. yep and then you've got um, you've got loads of um, loads of other girls there as well. <laughs> do you know what the, some of the acts on that lineup though are 
next level. There's a few favourites of mine already on there. Uh, you're looking at Amanda Bang, Dee Delicious, Tom Barber, the DJ from Glitter Mom, who's also lovely. And there's still more acts to be announced. And also, these VIP tickets are sold out, so... It's, it's a money can't buy prize. Anyway, we're going to give the prize away right now. And our supercomputer... <laughs> We, we can't afford sound effects, so I will make them. <laughs> has made... <laughs> that was also the same voice as the clangers. Uh, the supercomputer has picked Adam F. to the death. Woo! Adam F. to the death, you are a winner, so baby. We, yeah, so we will be in touch on Instagram, letting you know how to retrieve those two VIP tickets. Retrieve? Thank you yeah, retrieve them. Like a golden retriever. Speaking of drag... <laughs> <Fetch> bitch. <laughs> speaking of drag festivals and stuff, you've got so much to plug. Yes, thanks for reminding me. I have. All right. Listen, my gigs are ramping up from the end of May, and I would love to see so many people at them. I've got uh, Drive in Drag, which is in Manchester at the Trafford Centre on the 22nd of May. Yeah. Now, this is not like any other driving drag show you've seen. It's a full, immersive, in the round, under like a cover. Yeah, a big so top tent thing. It's under I've a seen big it. top. Yeah, no, I'm going to be there. Of course. <laughs> and it's it's unlike any other. It's going to be off the hook. Cool. Um, so I'd love you to be there. And then the same weekend, I'm in London. On Sunday the 23rd, I'll be at the Vauxhall Food and Beer Garden um, doing brunch. Oh, yes. yes. With Estina Mandela from Drag Race UK. And then I'll be hot foot on it over to the most gorgeous, gorgeous stage in the country. I'm at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern straight on after that. It's a double whammy show with my sister, son of a tutu. So oh, so you got like a show and then a show? I got a show and then a show, baby. Fabulous. She's doubling it up. She is working here. She's double dipping this one. She is double dipping. Do you remember dip dabs? Love him. Love a bit of Sherbus. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'll be double dipping all that weekend. So come see me the end of May. Taking the following weekend off because it's my birthday and I turn 29. Can't wait. Do you know what? We've just actually been thinking about what we're going to do for plans that weekend. I can't what wait. to do because places are kind of semi-open. Like, obviously, I'm doing gigs the weekend before, but it's still social distancing until after June the 25th. We might just have to get pissed in a park. I'm not getting pissed <laughs> in the park. Why I'm not? not 16. Let's go to the quarry. What's the quarry? The reservoir. The reservoir <laughs> by mine. We get bits of shreds. We look like we've got bloody scabies when we come back. It's Midgey City out there. It's like bloody... Where do you live, Liv? Stratford. Stratford. No, Tranmere. What's it called? Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Have you been to Old Trafford lately? No. That's Midgey City. <laughs> Listen, next week we're going to be discussing all things Midgies. So if anyone's got any Midgey problems, message us up. Why are you looking at me? Right, cut all of that. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, everybody. Ciao, adios. I'm done. The Gossip Gaze. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.